This is The Guardian. I'm Gabrielle Jackson, coming to you from Wurundjeri land, and this is The Full Story. You might have heard of a Zempic by now, the drug being spruiked on TikTok as a miracle weight loss cure. But it's actually used for treating diabetes. This weight loss obsession has put pressure on supply and raised questions about diet culture. And now scientists are looking at yet another unexpected side effect. Could it help in treating addiction? But just how much of a miracle is this side effect? And what do we really know about the long-term effects of this drug? Today, what do we actually know about a Zempic? It's Thursday, the 6th of July. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, Donna, you have written another article about Ozempic, the drug that's often referred to as the miracle weight loss cure, but you found that it has yet another use. Yes. I mean, it seems like everyone is talking about Ozempic and specifically weight loss at the moment. It's kind of inescapable in pop culture. Donna Liu is a science writer for Guardian Australia. But Interestingly, with its rapid and controversial rise in popularity, there have been increasing reports from people who take the drug, but also doctors, about some coincidental wanted side effects. Um, These specifically being a dampening down of addictive or compulsive behaviours. And scientists are now investigating whether drugs like Azempic could be used to treat a variety of addictions in humans, things like alcohol, smoking, and even certain drug addictions. So it it appears there's more than meets the eye when it comes to this narrative around Azempic being a so-called miracle drug or, or a silver bullet. That sounds so interesting and we'll come back to addiction. But first of all, I think maybe we should just step back a bit. Why is everyone talking about Ozempic now? I mean, it seems inescapable. Every second day there's another Ozempic headline. How did this narrative start? Like how did it become so popular? Well, it may have started with a joke at the Oscars. Welcome and uh, congratulations. Welcome to the 95th Oscars. A night which is obviously live streamed and broadcast to many, many people all over the world. Um, The host, Jimmy Kimmel, name dropped this drug. Look around this room, I can't help but wonder, is Ozempic right for me? (laughs) 
it felt like that moment helped to propel Ozempic and its off-label use for weight loss into the mainstream cultural consciousness. But even before that, there was already a shortage of Ozempic in Australia and Ozempic was going super viral on social media on platforms like TikTok. Even a day to lose weight on Ozempic over 40 pounds down. Here's what you need to know about Ozempic for PCOS weight loss. Part one. You actually um, lost a lot of weight. You you have. Ozempics. I am down to 151. Hey, y'all. So it's been about 18 hours since I took my first Ozempic shot ever. I'm on a one-week weigh-in, and I'm down three pounds. I started using Ozempic last Monday, and... Um, As of recording, the hashtag Ozempic has over 1.7 billion views on the social platform. And in December 2022 alone, one 1.2 million Ozempic prescriptions were reportedly filled in the US. Wow. Okay. So what actually is it though? So Ozempic is the brand name of a drug that's called semaglutide. And since 2017 in the US and 2019 in Australia, it's been prescribed as a treatment for type 2 diabetes. Semaglutide, when it's branded as Ozempic, it comes as this once weekly injection pen. Weight loss. Weight loss. Easy weight loss. Miracle diet drug. Miracle weight loss drug. Between the hype on social media and the relentless TV ads... Questions are swirling around this type 2 diabetes medication. Ozempic, it is literally the hottest drug in the country right now. But what but happens its when use stop? for weight management has skyrocketed and not necessarily always by people who would reap the greatest health benefits from this. And it's often referred to as the quote-unquote Hollywood skinny jab. Mm. So if you guys are wondering how Kim Kardashian was able to lose 16 pounds in three weeks, aside from doing lifestyle changes like eating healthier and exercising, she probably might have had some help with a medication called Ozempic. So a lot to get into there. But Donna, how does this drug actually help people manage first diabetes and then like how does it work for weight loss? Semaglutide has quite a few different actions on the body and the brain. Essentially, it makes you feel less hungry. So semaglutide belongs to the latest generation of a group of drugs known as GLP-1 receptor agonists. And GLP-1 stands for glucagon-like peptide 1. So GLP-1 is this hormone that is naturally produced in the body. It's produced in the brain and it's produced in the gut when we eat. And semaglutide mimics the action of this natural hormone but it lasts for much longer in the body. It slows the rate of your stomach emptying. Uh, it stops your blood sugar from rising too quickly after right. you've eaten. So that's what the diabetes thing is about. Yes, exactly. And because it slows the rate of stomach emptying, that makes you feel fuller for longer. But it also acts on the brain. It acts on the hunger centers, which has a similar effect in terms of reducing appetite. But what scientists have also found is that GLP-1 drugs act on the brain's reward pathways as well. And these aren't necessarily hunger related. So they can regulate responses to pleasurable stimuli like drugs and food. There is also a suggestion from research that semaglutide could be more effective than previous generations of these GLP-1 drugs at both weight management, but also potentially addiction. And researchers aren't quite sure why this is. They think potentially it could be that 
semaglutide lasts for longer in the body and so it can exert its effects for longer than than these other older drugs, but that still needs to bear out in clinical trials. Right. So that's where this treatment for addiction is also coming in. Yes. Yeah, so there's some overlap there. So was it in people taking diabetes who had this side effect of not being hungry that it became like a weight loss phenomenon? Well, research has found that it helps people lose weight. So they've done clinical trials. There was a particular clinical trial funded by the drugs manufacturer Novo Nordisk, and it showed quite good results in terms of weight loss. The average weight loss was 15% of body weight over, I think, 68 weeks. And it has actually since, as a result of that research, been approved for weight loss in the US since mid-2021. And when it's used for weight loss, semaglutide is branded as Wagovi. Mm-hmm. But separate research shows that once patients stop taking these drugs, the lost weight is likely to return and their appetite may return to what it was before they were taking the drug. So is it actually safe for weight loss? So when we talk about this stuff, it's also important to consider the side effects. There are some really common side effects like um, nausea, diarrhea, constipation and vomiting, and in many cases, a sense of revulsion even at the thought of food. There are some potentially quite serious side effects, such as possible thyroid tumours, low blood sugar, and also inflammation of the pancreas. So is it actually available in Australia as a weight loss drug? It has been approved for use in Australia as a weight loss drug, as Wagovi, but currently it's not available. Okay, so I've heard lots of news about supply issues in Australia. If it's not available for weight loss, what's that about? So there has been a shortage of semaglutide, um, specifically as a Zempic, since April 2022. Mm-hmm. So it is still possible if you have type 2 diabetes to be prescribed it in Australia. And despite these prescribing restrictions, there are some doctors who do prescribe it off-label to patients, but supply has been quite tight. And actually, interestingly, as I was reporting this story, I did find some online groups specifically dedicated to using semaglutide for weight loss. It's difficult to say whether the people in these forums also have type 2 diabetes and that's what they've been prescribed it for. But there has been a global shortage actually of the drug since early 2022, which means that a lot of people who really rely on these medications for their diabetes are finding it harder to access them. And you said before that it was a really popular thing on TikTok. I wonder if we could talk a little bit about what the potential pitfalls are of promoting yet another drug as a miracle cure for weight loss. I think what it really risks is exacerbating this idea that thinness is the ultimate goal when it comes to health. You know, it's really important to note that someone can be living with obesity and be completely metabolically healthy. Mm. And what some advocates and researchers argue is that, you know, the idea that obesity can and must be quote unquote fixed, um, that that idea might perpetuate the shame and discrimination people living with obesity can also face. Mm. And you've done a lot of reporting on that before, haven't you, Donna, about the difference between, like, you can't just tell if someone's healthy or not by their weight. Yeah, exactly. You know, I previously reported on BMI and, you know, whether that's an accurate or useful measure of health in this day and age. The other thing is that experts are quite concerned that these drugs might exacerbate or create eating disorders, particularly because 
it seems that you need to keep taking these drugs for their effects to work. And so if someone stops taking the drug and they gain weight again, it could potentially then trigger disordered eating. But there is a kind of added layer of complexity, though, in that there is some emerging research that GLP-1 drugs could potentially help people with binge eating disorder. So, yeah, the issue is a little bit more complex. I feel like I've been talking about the ill effects of like diet culture for my entire life. Aren't we past this? Well, I actually, I don't feel super positive about that question, actually. I do worry about a return to kind of an early 2000s emphasis on thinness. Mm. Rebecca Shaw wrote a really great thought-provoking piece for us recently where she talks about a recent rise in fat phobia and she pointed to cultural trends like buckle fat removal and the return of low-rise jeans and skirts. And God, even- my enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those things. Our common enemy. <laughs> and and even as a yardstick, like the, the weight of the Kardashian sisters, mm-hmm. which has dropped significantly. And so what role Azempic plays in this seeming shift, I'm not super optimistic about. Next, can Azempic help treat addiction? Hey, Jane Lee here. I'm one of the hosts of Full Story. And I want to tell you about a way you can catch up on some of The Guardian's award-winning journalism. It's in print and it gets delivered to your door no matter where you are in Australia. The Guardian Weekly magazine is our global news magazine, which features in-depth articles, including pics from Guardian Australia's editors. It comes out once a week and it can help you make sense of a busy news cycle. You can currently sign up and buy your first 12 issues for $12. That's just a dollar an issue. But this offer won't be around forever, so go and subscribe today at theguardian.com forward slash weekly Australia. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. So, Donna, we started out talking about how Ozempic is now being used for addiction as well. How does that work? Have you actually spoken to anyone who has had that benefit? So, it's still early days. They're not exactly using it for addiction, but they're kind of investigating whether it can be used. Mm -hmm. I did speak with a woman who lives in Queensland. Her name is Sarah Bennett. And she started taking semaglutide for weight loss last year. She noticed a few unexpected changes in behavior. And so Sarah, she's a smoker and without consciously intending to, she realized that her smoking habit had dropped significantly. She went from smoking at least 10 cigarettes a day to about one to three when she was on semaglutide. And she said she just wasn't 
enjoying smoking anymore, that she would, the smell and taste of it repulsed her and she would kind of get halfway through one and feel like she'd had enough. And something else that she noticed that really actually she felt was a bit life-changing was that she stopped biting her nails for the first time in about 40 years. Wow. And she said this was a habit that she'd tried so many times to give up and and failed to. And it wasn't until her daughter actually pointed out and said, oh, mom, you're growing your nails out, that she realized that this compulsion had stopped. And so what are the experts saying about it? So for a few years now, researchers have been looking into GLP-1 drugs as uh, potential treatments for addiction. Oh, okay. And as I mentioned earlier, basically GLP-1, it acts on the brain in the hunger centers, but we also know that there are GLP-1 receptors in an area of the hindbrain known as the NTS, which is the nucleus tractus solitarius. And this projects to other brain structures that regulate addictive behaviors and responses to drugs, for example. And GLP-1 also is involved in the brain's reward pathway. So this is a kind of dopamine-based system um, called the mesolimbic pathway. And that regulates pleasurable responses to things like food and, and drugs. From what we know so far, there's not a huge amount of research done in humans, Mm -hmm. but um, in animals, we know that GLP-1 drugs seem to reduce the intake of alcohol in certain drugs. And a study published just in May found that semaglutide seems to reduce binge drinking in rodents. Rodents binge drink? Yeah, well, (laughs) (laughs) models of binge drinking. (laughs) And previous research in rodents has found similar effects um, with previous generations of GLP-1 drugs. So things like reduced consumption of nicotine, cocaine, and opioids such as fentanyl. So we know that addiction is a big problem in our society and incredibly hard to treat. Is this a good thing? Researchers are very optimistic. It's still very early days, but there are clinical trials ongoing looking at semaglutide specifically. So I spoke to Associate Professor Christian Hendershot, who is in the Department of Psychiatry at the University of North Carolina, and he's currently running clinical trials to see whether it can be used to help people quit smoking and also help people with alcohol use disorder. So Donna, you said earlier that when people are taking it for weight loss, one of the dangers is when they stop taking it, the hunger comes back and they potentially put on the weight. Is this an issue if it's being used for addiction? Like if people stop taking the drug, will those cravings come back? Yeah, so this is still an open question. Researchers don't know yet. There is some preclinical, so animal research that suggests that might also be the case when it comes to these addictive behaviours. So I think there's two questions. There's, will this work as a treatment for addiction in people? And it also seems like it might not work for everyone. So that's number one. Mm -hmm. And then number two is, how long do you have to take these drugs to break an addiction? And how long will you have to continue taking these drugs for it to be permanently effective? Mm. So... If there were supply issues when it was just being used for weight loss and now there's another, what's happening in the supply of this drug? Are they making more? Are there more versions of this drug coming onto the market? 
So in Australia, the TGA has been working with Novo Nordisk, the manufacturer, um, as well as pharmaceutical wholesalers and organisations representing patients and health professionals to manage the shortage. That shortage, as I mentioned, has been in place since April 2022. The TGA says that the supply of semaglutide in Australia is continuing to improve, but they will maintain those prescribing limitations for specifically people with type 2 diabetes until the end of December this year. And the TGA recommends that patients who are prescribed Zempic for other conditions should contact their doctors to have their treatment reassessed. And you said before that it's available in the US for weight loss under another brand name. Is that going to be available in Australia anytime soon? So yeah, Wagovi has been approved for use in Australia, but the manufacturer, the same manufacturers as Empic, Novo Nordisk, has not said when it will be launched in Australia. So currently it's still unavailable. So there's a lot of good in this potentially, but there's also, you know, we've talked about the risks. What is the danger of of kind of miracle cure rhetoric or is there a danger? I think it's important to be cautious. Mm -hmm. I mean, every drug has side effects and downsides and I think it's quite easy to hype or overhype something as the next miracle cure or the next miracle drug. So while it does seem quite promising. Addiction is really hard to treat. We don't have a huge amount of drugs on the market currently that are particularly effective for treating things like alcohol use disorder. So I think it's always prudent to take things with a pinch of salt. So to be optimistic, but, you know, warily optimistic. That was Donna Lou, science writer for Guardian Australia. You can read more of Donna's reporting on Azempic and lots of articles around the stigmatisation around diets on theguardian.com. We've also linked to Donna's latest piece, Can Diabetes and Weight Loss Drug Ozempic Break Addictions Too? on the Full Story page. That's it for today. This episode was produced by Miles Herbert and Karishma Luthria. Sound design and mixing by James Milsom. The executive producer is Hannah Parks. I'm Gabrielle Jackson and I'll catch you tomorrow on the Newsroom Edition. See you then. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.